you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh, Sherry B and J-Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. Mm-hmm. I remember my promise that once we made it by God's grace to Thursday yeah. um, and Friday, we would open the phone lines up. And Ooh. boy, we've got, a, we've got a lot to talk about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, if <laughs> Oh, boy. If I can just say... Um, is there are there are many times that you guys message us and you email us um information that you think we may not have seen mm-hmm. and then um there are some of you who will say you may have seen this already but just in case and you'll send it anyway and look we appreciate it okay <laughs> it's a blessing right. um but over the last couple days we have gotten this one particular link from different outlets by the way right, <laughs> they're right. all from different outlets so um, this kind of a kind of a thing. Uh, one sister actually sent it to me in a text message, um, <laughs> sort of like, "Have you seen this?" You know, and and so we're going to talk about it today. We're going to play just a little clip uh, from it because it's a big deal, and it's one of those things where, um, you know, if you, now I, I want to say this in a way that doesn't at all sound you know self serving or self interested, or um, but but I I do want to say. My hope is that if you listen to this program and you hear the way that Will the Great and I um, talk about these issues unapologetically, we, we try to make our case um, for where we stand in the culture, first and foremost, standing on the side of the word of God. Hmm. And, uh, but then we start with the word of God first, Amen. but then what we actively try to do is show you how even in the culture itself, it is confirming what the word of God has already warned us about. Okay, like, so so we start with the word of God, but then we say, okay, so here are these cultural issues that are kind of, um, you can use those to confirm, or we call it often a backdrop for us to have a conversation around what's going on and how the Lord has already warned you. So I hope that if you've listened to this program for any length of time, that you will say it's true um, that Will and Miki uh, have have already have already warned parents mm-hmm. about this, mm-hmm. and in fact provided what I hope is a strong encouragement to culture proof your kids. Culture proof your kids. That's that's what we've been saying. Make your kids impervious, uh, impenetrable to this culture. Get them out into the world. All right, but not have them be of the world. Right. And and this is this is our task. This is our task for ourselves. This is our task for our children. And um, so so here is the story. All right. And let me just get into it so we can get hear it in this first break here, the first segment and then come back. We'll open the phone lines up. We'll talk. We'll kind of recap because there's some things we talked about that we didn't get to discuss. Yeah. So anyways, um, the San Francisco gay men's chorus. (laughs) 
or choir or right. whatever. Um, last week released a music video, a music video where in the song they sang about openly declared that they are coming mm. for mm. our children. Man. They're coming for our children. Now I want to warn you. I, I asked Will the Great, you know, <laughs> to get enough of this to make uh, the point, um, but not so much that we right. all, you know, we don't you know need what to I hear mean? the whole song. You, you don't need. And out, but right. I will. There's some stuff at the end that I will just refer to. I will right. just tell you because, in unfortunately, all of it is very telling. But you can get the gist of it, you know, in the first couple minutes here. So listen, if you have a weak stomach, you know what I mean. If you just 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 things that you're like, ah, I can't do it. Probably don't listen, but you're about to hear a song about indoctrinating your kids away from you, making your kids converts who will in turn convert their brothers and sisters. I've, I've told mm-hmm. you this. I have told you create that allies. this, they create allies. Mm-hmm. I have told you Man. this is what they're doing. And I, I know for a fact that people listen to this program. And they think you are so hateful with all your conspiracy theories. And, and you know what? It makes no difference to me because I know what I know. And here are these men singing about the very things we have talked about on this show. And warning about <laughs> saying culture proof your kids. Secure your mask first. Secure the mask of your children. If not, there's a culture that is looking over at you saying, you're not going to eat that? Oh, you don't, you don't care about your kids? <laughs> you don't want that. We'll take them. Hmm. We'll take them. All right. So here they are. Again, warning. You may not be strong enough to listen to it. I understand. But they're singing about, and it's, it's making its rounds. All right? Singing about converting your kids, making them allies. All right. Let's roll it, Jeff. Over these past years, there's still work to be done. So to those of you out there who are still working against equal rights, we have a message for you. You think we're sinful. You fight against our rights. You say we all lead lives you can't respect. But you're just frightened. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. Funny. Just this once, you're correct. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. You can keep them from disco, warn about San Francisco, make them wear pleated pants, we don't care. We'll convert your children. We'll make them tolerant and fair. At first, I didn't get why you'd be so scared of us turning your children into accepting, caring people, but I see now why you'd have a problem with that. Just like you worried, they'll change their group of friends. You won't approve of where they go at night to protest. Oh, and you'll be disgusted. When they start finding things online that you've kept far from their sight Like information Guess what? You'll still be alright We'll convert your children 
convert your children. Yes, we will. Reaching one and all, there's really no escaping it. Cause even grandma likes RuPaul. And the world's getting kinder. Gen Z's gayer than grinder. Learn to love, learn to vogue, face your fate. We'll convert your children. Someone's gotta teach them not to hate. You know, you know, the first thing that people will say is, oh, come on, that's a joke. They will say, oh, come on, that's parody. Oh, come on. You can't, you know, and, and you might be tempted to think that, yeah, that's a joke, except that what they're singing about, they're doing. <laughs> right. You, you might, you might think that it's a joke. You might be able to, to, to bury your head and, and, and say, you know, now that's just parody and they're mocking you. Except they are actually doing what they're saying. And and when this man says even grandma likes RuPaul, what he is stating directly is that we've gotten even the older generations mm-hmm. to, to be entertained by mm-hmm. what once they were like, oh, no, this is wrong. Right. So so he's saying if we've been able to do that and then he says Generation Z is gayer than the dating app Grinder. So he's openly acknowledging that this generation is we're already making converts. We're we're already winning over your children. They're they're going to adopt the types of friends that you've been afraid that they would adopt and they're going to be going places that you were afraid they're going to go. <laughs> they're going to discover things that you were afraid they're going to discover. We're we're winning. Is what they're saying. And and again, please remember that the same argument that is made about, um, you know, the, the Christians are crazy. The Bible believing Christians are crazy. I got to make, I right. got to be specific. Man. The Bible believing Christians are crazy, right? <laughs> this is precisely what they want us to believe when we discuss their playbook after the ball, mm-hmm. which we've done yep. a few times on yep. this program. <laughs> they they overtly laid out what the plan was and how it was to be secured in America. And now when we have these shows where we talk about, they are indoctrinating your children and these are the children who, though they are eating bacon at your table, they are already your enemies. They are already gone as Ken Ham put it beautifully over 10 years ago. They are already gone. Even though they're still in your home, they're just waiting to physically leave. They are already gone. And how, how has this happened? It has happened because we have expected that it is somebody else's job to disciple and train our children. That's what we think. We think it's the youth pastor's job. We think it's the church's job. We think it's, it's the, the single adult who, you know, just has a, a little more influence than you do. No, shame on you. It is not those people's job. God expects that fathers will train their children Amen. in righteousness, bringing them up and the fear and admonition of the Lord. The parents are tasked with training and discipling their children. 
on the day of Pentecost when Peter stands up and says, hey, this is what has been promised. This that has been promised is for you and for your children. And for those who are afar off that the Lord, your God will call. So what was the expectation? Was it that what, what, in first century, you know, it was that the youth group was going to, no, it was that the, the parents will come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and the parents will train their kids, will teach their kids the way that the first exposure to the gospel that kids are supposed to have is in the context of their own home. Hmm. If the first time your kid ever hears the gospel message is at church, guys, c- come on. So what, what am I saying passionately and unapologetically? What am I saying? What I am saying is that the church keeps hemorrhaging our young people. And unfortunately, (laughs) we have not been able to triage the hemorrhage. And then when we attempt to, we try to figure out like what's going on. Mm. Okay. Right. When we, when we, when we show up to try to figure out what's going on, when people say, well, um, every day for like, seven or eight hours they're actually being indoctrinated in things that are antithetical to the faith then people say shut up don't don't you dare say that Mm. don't you don't you dare talk about our sacred cows in this culture and so because 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 believers will not even prayerfully go to the lord and say lord show me where the breach is Mm -hmm. Show me, show me the source of the hemorrhage because believers are unwilling to do this. The enemy has picked off our kids generation after generation after generation. At some point, somebody has to wake up and say, I am tired of this. Right. It is not okay for me to say that I, I have these children that the Lord has entrusted to my care. And at the earliest time that they can leave my home, Not only do they leave my home, but they leave the faith. They deny the faith if if ever they accepted it. And we just call that normal. And then what we hope on, we we hope that, um, you know, maybe they'll circle back around. Maybe. Might not get that chance. How do we, (laughs) how did that become the contingency plan? God expects you to disciple and to train your children. Because as you just heard very clearly and very plainly, they're coming for your children. And it happens bit by bit. Hmm. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. He put that hunger in your heart. on American Family Radio. Uh, today's show uh, topic or uh, title, it happens bit by bit. Mm. Uh, we, we, have been, we have been watching our kids turn away from the faith bit by bit, little by little. Um, I'm not the only one who's been talking about this. Um, people who are watching and discerning have been talking about this for a long time. Um, Christian apologists, 
have devoted themselves to helping us equip our families. They've mm-hmm. written books. They've recorded uh, videos. Yeah. They, they have tried to give us the tools we need to um, to stop the hemorrhage. And and in some instances, not in all, but in some instances, we, we've just ignored it because we said it's not that big a deal. Like it doesn't you know, that's not we say, well, that's anyway, I, I won't go into all of the. <laughs> um, yeah. So one portion of the song, one portion of the song says your your children will work to convert all their sisters and brothers. Then soon we're almost certain your kids will start converting you. The gay agenda is coming home. The gay agenda is here. Um, so let me say this and then we can start to queue up some, some phone calls, get your response to this. You can talk about anything that we've talked about in the last <laughs> six months, two weeks, uh, <laughs> anything that we've talked about in the last uh, two weeks, you, you can talk about that. 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. Um, Sherry B is over in studio CC, so to speak, and she'll get your calls uh, queued up for us. Um, so, so let me say something. How has this been happening there have been many ways this has been happening, but I think there was something instructive or there's a, well, all of it is a warning in this song, but your children will work to convert all their sisters and brothers. Hmm. And I talked about this. I, this is a part of my presentation at the marriage family life conference. I'll continue talking about this. The peer to peer influence is very strong in our culture. Yeah. We commend our kids to their peers all the time at the earliest point that they start to show a little bit of independence rather than um, us being discerning enough to understand that we've got to kind of harness that we want them to be independent, but we're still instructing them um, instead of understanding that what we do is commend them to their peers. So we put them in all kinds of groups where they're with one another, getting quote unquote wisdom from one another being influenced by one another um, abdicating our role as their chief influence. Hmm. Like the, we, as the parent, we're supposed to have that place in their life. And unfortunately, unfortunately, just as the apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians that when there is sin mm-hmm. in the body of Christ that goes unchecked. So unrepentant sin, flamboyant sin that people carve out spaces for, it works its way through the body like leaven. Yeah. All right. It is not ever just contained in the one person who is in rebellion against God. But because Christians have tried to be nicer than God, they're going to be just a little bit. They're going to be better than Jesus. (laughs) They say it can't be that the word really expects us to do that. So so what happens is as the converts are converted, Mm -hmm. they continue to make converts who make converts. Mm. So it's a transgenerational thing. (laughs) And then the parents who are supposed to step in and say, no, this is sin. We're going to call it exactly what it is. They can't do it because they love their kids more than Jesus. (laughs) Wait, 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 what? Oh yeah. You didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah. There, there, there are parents who love their children more than they love Jesus. And so they will not call out sin in their child's life. They will not reject it. The sin, let me be specific. They will not call it out. They, they make, they make provision for it. Yeah. Because they have made their children little idols in their life. 
Matthew chapter 10, verses 34 through 39. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. Mm. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So how has this happened bit by bit? Well, there are many reasons. We have, we have taken a step back and allowed our children to be raised by a culture that hates God. So as we understand mm-hmm. that a student who is fully trained will be like his teacher. That's right. And then we say, who's got the lion's share of teaching in our culture? <laughs> who's training our kids in our culture? Who's influencing them? But us. Come on. And so then we're, we're shocked that our kids are in droves. Now, this is not a trickle. It's gushing that our kids are turning away from the faith. But I'm going to say this, and then we'll go to the phone lines, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. All hope is not lost. All hope is not lost. If we really believe that there's a remnant of Christians who believe the word of God to be authoritative, who live by this, who have a biblical worldview, not that they just believe the Bible is good, but that they live by what the Bible prescribes. If we have a remnant of people who are still in that category, mm-hmm. then that remnant of people, those faithful people can continue and must continue, have no choice but to train, equip, and culture-proof their children. Amen. It's not a, it's, you know, we're trying to turn a ship, right? So it's not, I don't expect it to happen overnight, but I will tell you this as, as, as the Lord strengthens me until the day he returns or calls me home, our children will not be specimens for experimentation in this culture. Mm. We will not submit our children like cadavers for this culture. You're, right. you're, you're not going to experiment on my daughter with her sexuality or what she thinks is her. You're, you can't have my kids for that kind of experimentation. And too often, that is what we have done. We have, we have submitted our kids. We've rolled them out on the gurney and said, here, you can just, just see. Let's see what happens. Let's yeah. see if they can hold up under it. Let's see. Yeah. And, you know, we have to be willing to to be peculiar and and not feel like, oh, man, I don't want to be that parent. If you're that parent, <laughs> meaning the parent that's being vigilant, uh-huh. you know, about what's going on and seeing what's happening and making sure that you're, you know, discipling your, your child, be that parent. Be peculiar. Come on, man. It's okay. Because the other side, <laughs> you know, the enemy, man, he has no, uh, he's not shy about what he's trying to do. And this song is bold like to oh, me man. it's like man you know and people may say what they want I, I haven't heard anyone say it was a spoof or anything like that but man it shows you the boldness in which the enemy is willing to go out there and say yeah this is what we want to do we want right. we want your your kid 
That's right. You know, and man, so why not Christian parents? Why can't we be bold Come enough on, to say, Will. no, you, you can't have them, you know, because we're going to do what we have to do to make sure of that on our end. I mean, it's, it's, I look they're at it as war. Singing, it is war. This is war. And, and they're singing, we will convert your children. The same right. people who are against so-called conversion therapy. Right. They're singing, we will convert your children. And, and they are trying and working already to secure laws in states to say that a person who is struggling with unwanted same-sex attraction cannot get help. They want that to be against the law. Why, why if a person is, str- is struggling and saying, <laughs> I don't want these mm-hmm. affections. All right, let's, let's go to the phone lines. Um, 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go first? Let's go to Keith in Michigan. Hi, Keith. Hi. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Two things. <clears throat> the reason why I've been home, homeschooling my kids for over 10 years now. Mm. That's a big reason why. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is, is that I thought it was quite interesting. I, I, it was a innocuous, very innocent video that I saw on YouTube, and it was showing um, a bunch of kids' reaction to people who were, um, yeah, I forgot what it is. When you're asking, uh, when you're asking a girl to get married, is normally proposing. You, you know, I'm sorry. Proposing. Proposing. Yeah, proposing. That's, yes, yes. No, that's, that's okay. Like, duh. No, um, it's okay. But it's, it, you know, so they were showing ages from about kindergarten all the way up to high school. And it was homosexuals that were proposing hmm. to each other for a marriage. It was interesting that the teenagers, like 15, 16, were going, oh, that is so sweet. That's so nice. But they showed it to the five-year-olds and five- and six-year-olds, and they're going, ew, Mm. what, oh. And it's like (laughs) that right there is showing me that they're being conditioned. Mm. I mean, Mm. right off the bat, the kids know it's not right. And yet when they get older and older, they're conditioned. Mm. Bit by bit. Hello? Keith. Oh, Oh. my goodness. Did we lose Keith? Yeah. Okay, listen. Bit by bit. that, That is an incredible example. That's exactly what we're talking about because our kids understand, look, God has given them this knowledge, right? So they have to be trained to go against what they naturally understand. They have to be trained. So they have to be indoctrinated. And that's why the push and the aim is to have access to children at younger and younger ages. Yeah, they understand it. They understand that the younger that they can get into their minds, the more normalized this activity is going to be. Come on. I mean, man, (laughs) but it works the same way for us. Yeah. The younger that we start discipling and training our kids. That's right. It's the same, you know, but it just seems like they put more stock into it than than we do. You know, Mm -hmm. and I know they have more mechanisms. They have the media. They have all this kind of stuff. But we have our homes. Come on. We have the access. Yes. And we can cut them off. Right. Exactly. Right. You don't there's you don't have to sit around watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Right. You don't. You don't. All right. Will the Great. Where do we go next? Let's go to Lauren in Texas. Hi, Lauren. Oh, hello. Hello. Hey, I love y'all show. Thank you for taking my call. Thank Um, you. 
so a lot of this I chalk up to just this woke Christianity Hmm. that has become just so prevalent in our society and in our churches. Um, You know, my heart broke whenever I heard about this song today and just, you know, looking at their big old smiles on their faces Mm -hmm. as they're singing this song about coming after our kids. And, um, you know, it made me think about there's this, I work for a beautiful company that has Christian values and, you know, I was so excited when I started working for this company and they have like Bible verses on their training videos and everybody in my office is very spirit filled. I'm very blessed. Mm-hmm. But on our app, corporate wide, they posted something for Pride Month and wow. it was about celebrating transgender people and pride. And I posted Bible verses and they went and deleted mm. my comment. Wow. And it's like, how are you going to at one point be OK with Bible verses? And then whenever I point out something in truth and love, you're going to delete it. It's like the censorship on social media. And, um, you know, it's just becoming so much more accepted. It's like people pick and choose from the Bible. Oh, mm-hmm. we're going to believe in this, but this, we're just going to act like Jesus never said it. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, it, it breaks my heart. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, all I can do is start at home and love my kids and love my family. But um just the way this culture is going, it's like it's become the new normal. We want to make Christianity cool and match society. I'm telling you, Lauren, thank you so much for your call. Listen, if you are raising Bible-believing kids, you are raising the minority. And if you are discipling those kids, actively training those kids to give a reason for the hope that lies within them, and we've already been over it, I'm not going to belabor it, but understanding that the reason they're going to be asked to give the, the reason Mm-hmm. is because they're living counterculturally. If if you are doing that with your kids, then you are growing the resistance in culture. Amen. You have to grow the resistance. You have to start in your own home. I don't I don't know what it takes for Christians to understand. There's so many people who lament the condition of the culture and they talk about what's going on in government and and they don't know and our elected officials, well the elected officials are elected from among us. That's right. So, so these are the people of yesteryear who were not discipled and trained, and and now you're, you're slim pickings. But, but, but so at some point, you've got to look and you've got to say, okay, wait a minute, hold hold on a second here. We we keep doing the same thing, right? And we keep hoping that you know we're we're gonna get a few here and there, a few here and there that are gonna be able to make it out alive, and I mean eternally. Mm. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Make it out alive. What is it that we want for our kids? Listen, and and I am, pl- please understand, man, look, I, I strive for excellence in the smallest things. Our kids will tell you that. We'll tell you that. I, mm-hmm. I, am, I am not given to laziness. In fact, my, my prayer is that I can sometimes not be so uptight about stuff. But when I tell you that I am not into making, quote unquote, American dreamers, I am not into making successful kids by this world's definition. That is not my aim. My aim is that I'll spend eternity with my kids, with the Lord who purchased me. Do you understand? I want to grow kids who love and fear God and are able to stand in a culture that is hostile to truth. That's my aim. That's my first thing. That's my last thing. That's everything in between. If along the way they do some things that people in America think are pretty great, like they, oh, that's pretty great. That's fine, but that's not what I'm living for. 
I would encourage Christian parents to reevaluate what it is that we're living for. What are we aiming for with our kids? Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio will come back and take some more of your calls. Stay there. You know we don't negotiate with evil. They saying I can give you the world, but first you gotta poison all of your people. But I'm not for sale. 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 I don't know what you reaching out your hand for. For I shake it, I break it, hit the grave for I fake it. I will not accept payment to hand folk. Over to the devil, knowing Christ is a last hope. Surrounded by a bunch of gustos. We don't negotiate with evil. No. We don't negotiate with evil. You know, man, I wrestle with the right balance between like doing like, you know, um, a, a kind of a button up radio show <laughs> and, 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 and just button kind up. of like talking like <laughs> friends that were sitting on the couch. You know what I mean? One of those big sectionals where everybody come on <laughs> hey. and let's talk about where we are in the culture. Let's chop it up. I mean, you know, come this on, is man. What, this, this is, is, this is where I we think, are. Man, we, we've had enough of like the polished take on, you know, five steps to doing this with our kids. We got to say, listen, Mayday, Mayday Man. is going down. We're losing our children. <laughs> this is not a joke. Yeah. It's not a joke. And and if, and if you know, I guess I'm talking to people who care. You know, I'm, I'm talking to the people who are like, hold on a second. Let us, let us reevaluate. And we're all at, at different stages in our life, you know. For some of us, it's our grandkids. We're looking at them and we're like, oh, wait a minute. Hey. You know, grandparents, you still can have the fire. You still have to, you know, you have to. Yeah, you have to. All right. Um, Welcome back to the program. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And that was Bizzle with Not For Sale. Thank you, Bizzle. Let's go back to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Where do we go? Will the Great. All right. Let's go to Mary in North Carolina. Hi, Mary. Hi. I have a question. Mm -hmm. I am born again. I am spirit-filled. What can we as grandparents do? We don't always see our grandchildren every day. Sometimes it's occasionally. Sometimes it's not for a while. It depends on the family. But what what can we as grandparents do? Mm. The ones mm. that are born again, spirit-filled, and love the Lord. Amen. Mary, that How is a wonderful... Yeah, that's a wonderful question. So the first thing I think... And, and so I'll speak as, as a... Obviously, as a mom who is of you know, child rearing age. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, and here's what, here's what I would want from a grandparent who loves the Lord, who is, who is filled with the spirit of God, who is discerning, right? I would want that grandparent to step in to impart godly wisdom to my children. I'd want to be able to trust that grandmother, that grandfather to be able to say, Hey, listen, it is safe for you to be able to spend time with your grandparents. So now let me say this to you, mm. to, to my sister, okay. Mary, here, here is what I strongly suggest. First of all, pray and ask the Lord, Lord, what should I do? Because I'm just, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm just of, of, of the group of people that believes, you know, we serve the God who speaks. So he will lead you. He will tell you exactly what to do. And then I would say, as the Lord gives you your marching orders, that you develop a strategy that you're going to be intentional about spending time with your grandkids. Yeah. There are so many old testimonies that need to be new testimonies of <laughs> kids who say, you know, my parents didn't really get it, but my grandparents understood. Mm. We don't have a whole lot of that anymore. We need to. Mm. We, need, we need more grandparents who are going to be bold, who are going to say, hey, um, you guys have any plans for the weekend? 
I'd, I'd really like to have so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so, or if you're us, times so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so <laughs> to come spend the weekend. And when they're there, yeah, you, you, may, you may be baking cookies, but you're also going to be studying the Word of God together, and, and, and it should be as natural to you, right, as breathing, that that should be a part of your grandkids' testimony, that they say, whenever I went over to my grandmom's house, Whenever I went over to Pop Pop's house, this is what we did. We we have to do we have to do more than what the culture is doing. Not just meet them. Yeah. We yeah. have to do more. And I'm telling you the culture is all hands on deck right now. Man. All hands on deck. Man. Man. So so Mary, <laughs> what I'm saying is pray, see what the Lord would have you do, and then as he gives you those orders, those directives, be faithful to carry it out. Let it be in your mind that there was no such thing. I, 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 I don't, I, I wish that retirement did not catch on as a thing in America <laughs> for Christians. I wish that Christians said, you know, Hey, we just, what's our next thing? Yeah. What is it Lord that you want me to do now? Maybe I'm not doing that thing anymore. I look, I I'm thinking of one grandmother in particular who's like, you know, she spent decades homeschooling her kids and now she's homeschooling her grandkids. She's, she's not done. Because there's still, there's work. There's work. So, all yeah. right. Well, the great, where do and, we go next? And I will add to that too. If, yes. If you're, and this is if, the, if your children are, are Christians too, but maybe they may not be as informed as you are about what's going on and different things. I, th- I think our children, even if they're grown, they still are uh, able to be discipled and helped out, oh, you know, so on good. these different issues. And, you know, it may be a thing of discussing with your children, man. You, do you, did you know this was going on? Like that's excellent. You know, and in in a in a in a good way, not in a you know, but not accusing, not accusing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. hey, this is happening. You know, man. Can we talk about this? I saw this. I heard this. You know, because they may need to be educated as well about that's what's right. going on. You that's know, right. They may not know. And look, and and let me say something. I know that our listening audience via radio. I'm not sure how it is with podcasts and things like that, but I know that via radio, our listening audience skews older than we are. Mm-hmm. So, so chances are we are talking to the vast majority of people who are listening who may be in that age group where they say, hey, do you, have you heard about comprehensive sex ed? Mm-hmm. Because, because you are learning about this, but it may be that your son or your daughter really has no clue. Right. So, so exactly what Will is saying, that's a great place to start. Like, hey, I, I learned about some, some information. I, I want to share this with you. And can I say also, you know, my mom, who we call Mama D, she does this with me. <laughs> she doesn't care if I've heard it already. Right. And I listen. Yeah. She's yeah. and, and I'll tell you, and let me tell you something. Here's what my mom will say. And man, God bless her. I appreciate it. She'll say, hey, I learned about something. And then she's, you might want to do this on your radio thing, on your radio show. You <laughs> might want to tell people about this. <laughs> Look, we need it. Yeah. We need it. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Jim in Oklahoma. Hi, Jim. Hello. Hello. Yeah, hello. How y'all doing today? I always enjoy listening to y'all, and thank you for taking my call today. Thank sure. you. Well, I tell you, I'm, I'm right along with y'all with what's going on. It's just, it's it's crazy, literally crazy to see what's going on. Uh, I'm 62 years old, a deacon in this area, and I've I was born again when I was 25, and I've always loved reading the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And but one of the things I'd always ask the Lord before I would read, I'd say, "God, 
what does your word say about mm-hmm. everything, you know, and, and, and of course, a lot of times what we get into is we just reteach what we were taught from mm-hmm. schools and even seminaries and places like that. And the problem I'm running into here is I have two pastors that are in their right around 60 years of age each, and I've given them several scripture passages and verses that they just say, well, we don't believe that no more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this and this is a Baptist church where I'm from here. And and I've always like I said, there's a lot of times as I'm studying and reading, I still would say, what what does this say, Lord? And and it doesn't line up with what they were teaching. So. And, I, and I've even approached the deacons and, and people like that in, in this church, and they just they basically just say, well, we just go, we, we believe our pastors are right. Oh. Well, well, there again, because even our deacons, they don't study the Word. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just go along with what they were taught in schools, and, and a lot of times even what they're taught in Sunday school. So hmm. one of the things, I, one, one, one thing uh, I would like to encourage everybody to do is, like I say, just just what does this mean, Lord? And just go back to Genesis chapter one and read it for yourself, asking God what each of these things mean. Mm. Biblical hermeneutics. Come on. And there's a there's there's a study called Hebrew cosmology by a guy named Dr. Michael Heiser. He has a PhD. And nobody teaches what he teaches because it's totally against what's being taught everywhere. And there's a pastor in Alabama. He's running for governor of Alabama. His pastor is Dean Odell at Fire and Grace Church. And I just encourage everybody to just go onto their website and see what they say about what we've been being deceived about. Okay, all this is a huge deception. Do you all agree? Yes. Yes. Thank Listen, you, let me. Let me thank you so much, Jim. And, and there is man. There's my mind was kind of racing as he was talking, and I was thinking about. Um, you know, some of the, the pre-reformers and thinking about the Reformation and the desire that every believer would be reading the word of God, that we would meet the Lord in the scriptures. I, I would say to every Christian, if if your only source of like understanding God or, or if your understanding of God, let me put it this way, if your understanding of God begins with yourself and, and who God is to you, mm. then I would encourage you to turn to the scriptures um, and and meet God in the scriptures Amen. because God has made himself known. He has revealed himself to us. And I want to say something. The scriptures allow for us to know and love God independently of ourselves. Hmm. So you don't have to have this this singular feely experience where you say, well, well, we don't believe that because here's what I feel. Right. Here's what I think. God has told us who he is. He wants us to know who he is. And unfortunately, as our brother was pointing to or pointing out to us, people um, have access to the word like never before and are refusing to read it. Mm. All right. Will the Great, where do we go next? Let's go to Anthony in Mississippi. Hi, Anthony. Hey, how y'all doing, Mickey and Will? I guess maybe it was just. The, the Lord's will that I talked to y'all today about the subject you are on. Mm-hmm. Both of you know that in the book of Revelations, I believe the Lord was speaking to the church of Pergamon about how much he had against them because of their doctrine of Balaam and the Nicolaitans. Okay. Remember Balaam 
taught the children of Israel to get into sexual immorality. Hmm. We're teaching out of the book of Galatians right now that every believer has got to understand and believe God and walk in the faith that comes through the hearing of the scriptures. Hmm. More of the younger parents and the older parents, grandparents, because I'm having to deal with this myself because mm-hmm. I have a granddaughter in Panama mm-hmm. and her mind is messed up with what is being shared down there. And I'm trying to get my stepson to understand. You're mm-hmm. going to have to teach your daughter the scriptures and go to the Lord in prayer Amen. constantly so he can show you what you need to do to get her mind right with him. Mm-hmm. And all your callers today have really, really, really just touched my heart that we need to do what Mickey said. We need to pray more, ask the Lord to guide us, walk in faith, galvanize our faith, be clothed with God's full armor every mm-hmm. day, and make sure that when we get up throughout the day, we are praying for our children that God will cover them with his mercy and love and with his spirit to lead and guide them and open their hearts and their eyes and give them understanding, his mm-hmm. understanding as to what's going on around them. This brother that just finished mm-hmm. talking, there are a lot of pastors out there that don't want to hear the truth about what's in the Bible because they don't want to get on the wrong side of mm-hmm. people in the congregation or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But you said something important about parents loving their children more than Jesus. Jesus said, you can't be my disciple mm, if you don't get to that point where you don't. Uh, and he didn't say it in a negative way, but if you can't let go of mama, dad, mm-hmm. brother, sister, son, daughter, you can't be my disciple. Yeah. Matthew 10. I got to mean more yeah. to you. Than they do. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. understand this because you're a young mother and you know the gift God has given you and will with your children. But your love for Jesus outweighs more than your love for your children. Absolutely. And listen, and so let me just, let me tell you something. Brother Anthony, thank you so much. You are spot you, on. And, and I and I want to say something because it may not be that at, at my age, um, you know, I'm not seeing anything in my children, right, that would provoke this question. Like, I have to think about, you know, so we, we are telling them the truth, and they are slaves. We are writing on the tablets of their heart. Yeah. Glory to God. We're writing on the tablets of their heart. But I'm going to tell you, we live in a culture where maybe it's not your children, but maybe it's members of your family. Maybe it's, it's, it's in a different area where you have got to stand on the side of the line that has already been drawn. I, I almost said you've got to draw the line in the sand, but 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 what. What I'm trying to say is that the line has already been drawn. Yeah. So so what you've got to do is you've got to boldly stand on the side of the Lord and you've got to say, I love Jesus. I love Jesus more than being liked by you. And I love Jesus more than just towing the line in the culture and, and, and everybody just going along to get along. We are being tested in the culture that we live in like never before. We are being tested and what is inside of us, what, that is what is going to come out. Are we really believers? Have we really come to know Jesus Christ? Have we truly been forgiven of our sin? Or are we just, we, 
we grow up in America, so, I mean, that makes you a Christian, right? <laughs> the time is now upon us where those who truly have come to the Lord Jesus Christ will stand out in the culture. Amen. We're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.